and welcome to another episode of All That Film. We're at the halfway point uh, for the year of 2020, and uh, you've probably noticed there aren't too many movies that have come out uh, because of a, of, of a certain thing that's going on. Uh, just, just no, not too many movies. That's not going to stop us from doing the halfway year awards that we're giving out. We have 10 categories. I am joined by an illustrious group in Lindsay, Theo, Anhelis, and Todd. Hello. Hi. We got the squad together, and we're just going to get right into it uh, with all these different categories. Again, there's 10 categories, uh, so stick around for all of them. We're going to have the best film at the end of it, worst film as well. That's That might be a little bit contentious more than best film. Uh, but the first one on the table, and I will let Todd go first, uh, combine two films make the most entertainingly bad film. You can pick either either uh, like concept or the characters and just morph them together. Uh, what did you go with, Todd? Alright, so my film is called Bad Boys for Emma and it's a combination <laughs> of Bad Boys for Life and Emma. <laughs> Officers Lowry and Brunette are time-lifted to 1814 in order to help Emma fall in love with George Knightley so that a love child of Emma and Mr. Elton never becomes the original kind of origin for a drug dealer in the future. And uh, it'll be kind of like a comedy action, I'm thinking. So, yeah. The nominees <laughs> for Best Screenwriter, Todd. Thank you. your pick? Okay. Um, so, I think Fantasy Island meets Bram Savoy, too. You know, it oh, just God. sounds... Oh, it, no. like, imagine, imagine, like, Lucy Hale next to Bram's. It's such a good combo. I mean, iconic duo. I just love love the idea. I don't know. Interesting. Very Interesting. horrifying. So. I know, right? What is going to be your pick? Okay, so um, although this may be a bad movie, quote unquote, I actually think this would be the best movie ever, which is to say, the five bloodshots. Oh <laughs> no! No! <laughs> and it would just be different. It would just be Vin Diesel, green screen of each other. Five of him for the entire. And we're gonna keep the runtime of the five bloods. Oh, so for no. all hundred and fifty something minutes. <laughs> It's just going to be five Vin Diesels reminiscing how they fought together as a clone unit in the Vietnam War. Wait, <laughs> I, like I, want this, I want this movie. I really want this. It'd be better than Bloodshot, so that's good. <laughs> it would be better than Bloodshot. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, Theo, you know, we, we're both uh, the resident Bloodshot stand, so I also, uh, I went with Wrong Bloodshot, um, and this is combining um, the wrong Missy uh, and Bloodshot, oh, no. and basically oh, no. uh, <laughs> David Spade gets the wrong girl, this this annoying girl, on a date with him uh, <laughs> to an island vacation. So instead, Vin Diesel is going to be going with him to an island vacation. But the thing is, for David, 
grade, he's going to wake up and he's going to have to repeat that date every time. Um, oh with these, and I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. There's going to be some hijinks, and uh, just like putting Vin Diesel on dates with David Spade. That's I think that's the renaissance we need for both those two actors. Oh my God. I like it. Uh, Lindsay, run us out. Yeah, <laughs> my movie is The Call of the Horse Girl. Oh, um, God. <laughs> it's, basically just the call, it's basically just The Call of the Wild as it is, except that Allison Brie plays the dog. Oh, my, oh my God. God. <laughs> I, no. I think it would work really well, personally. I, I like it. <laughs> Not gonna lie, um, I forget what Lindsay. Do you remember the Tony Collette horse girl movie or horse movie? Oh, um, uh, forget the name, but I, I wanted to cheat a little bit and combine that with horse girl just because they're both horse named. Um, yeah, that I know people are clowning Dream uh, horse. that Dream Horse. Thank you. Uh, people were clowning that film because they were like, Yeah, I have more followers on Twitter than the Dream Horse Twitter account. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We'll move on to the next one. All great picks. Um, and I, I'm, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll just post these for the fans later and, and let them decide if it's not a unanimous decision. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to the next one. Anhelis, you're going to be up first. The best streaming service release. Uh, it can be movies, TV, shorts, documentaries, <clears throat> ba basically anything. It does not have to be a new release. This can be something that was added onto these streaming services. I was like, oh, shoot. This makes blank better. Uh, Anhelis, what's going to be your pick? Um, for me, it's the Ghibli movies because they were released here and I just love them so much. I've got to see more uh, because of it. And, you know, I'm such a big fan of animation. So I've been very delighted with seeing more Ghibli movies. So, yeah, that's the best thing Netflix has done in a long time. Yeah, yeah and, and HBO Max for the... United States and Canada. So lucky that it's on something that most people have. Um, but Theo, what's going to be your pick? So this is this is tough because I actually have not really paid attention to streaming service releases just because like uh, I just I there was just, a pirate notoriously. I may I may find it, but my answer will be <laughs> maybe my streaming service is. Screener links randomly floating around, um, and by virtue of that, I'm just gonna choose Possessor. <laughs> I don't really have a better answer to this because there's not anything. Uh, I unfortunately don't pay attention, but um, one of the best screeners I've found floating around is Possessor by Cronenberg Jr. So very intriguing. <laughs> nice, nice, film. good call. Um... Pirates, the pirates take that one. Uh, mine's actually going to be a show, um, surprisingly, and it's more just the fact of of the weird or not weird, but interesting storyline behind it. Uh, and that's going to be Tower of God. Um, it's this anime show, but it came from it's it's a webtoon. Uh, so basically, like one guy just started making a comic, and they were like, "Oh shoot, this comic's really good. Let's make it into a series." I'm not even finished with it yet. Uh, but I just love this idea so much of Crunchyroll taking this this random uh, new idea and being like, "Hey, this is this is really well written. This is, these characters are cool. Uh, we can make this into something." And I think that just really opens the floodgates to basically anything, and just makes sandbox for any creators that that would want to make 
uh, their own anime. So that's really cool that Crunchyroll is doing. But Lindsay, what will be your pick? <clears throat> oh, my pick was the Netflix movie that came out this year, um, The Half of It, because it was Ooh, really, nice. really good, and I was waiting for this movie for a long time, and I really liked it a lot. Nice, um, yeah, that, that's a really good pick. Uh, it will it will come up later, uh, I will say that. <laughs> um, and I, I'm not going to lie, another Netflix one that, I, that was supposed to come out, the Charlie Kaufman one, excited oh, yeah. me too. Um, but we'll have to wait for September. But Todd, what's going to be your pick? Well, uh, I'm going to plug like a, a new show on Hulu that was uh, came out recently uh, that I watched called Mrs. America, which is about the passage of or the failure to pass the Equal Rights Amendment for women in America. Uh, and I don't know if anybody's heard of this show, but it's it was great. It has Kate Blanchett as Phyllis Schlafly, who is the like conservative woman in the United States who led the the group that kind of started to fight against the uh, Equal Rights Act. And it has uh, Rose Byrne playing uh, Gloria Steinem and just like a whole bunch of just great roles uh, uh, for women. And it's an awesome show. And it's very interesting. And so I recommend it. It's nine episodes and uh, great for people who uh, like history in any way or historical drama. Nice. Well, awesome pick. That wasn't even on my radar at all. Um, so yeah. well, I like it. It's good. Yeah. People should check it out. Yeah. Um, but we'll move on to the next one. Uh, and this is going to be great performance in a non-Oscar role. So this, of course, you know, is something that wouldn't be considered for an Oscar role. So things like trying to think of an Oscar movie that may have come out really. I mean, maybe like I would argue it's not. Um, but maybe you could say Elizabeth Moss in Invisible Man. Could be argued that that's sort of an Oscar performance just with how well she turned like that performance into. Um, but even that is sort of just from an unconventional role. Uh, so basically just anything comedic performances, um, anything that's not necessarily like uh, weighted on the drama of it is what we're looking at here. But Theo, what's going to be your pick for this category? Oh man, this is a tricky one. Um, but I, I, I hope I didn't accidentally steal this from anybody. But uh, I have to go with the, the breakfast sandwich from Birds of Prey. Oh played a very God. critical <laughs> role, and I mean, it looked fine. It deserves an award just for its preparation <laughs> mm -hmm. and the way. Well, I shouldn't say anymore, um, and I want to spoil this tragedy that. You're spoiling yes. it. You're spoiling. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> um, but yes, that would be Gosh. my nomination. <laughs> um, great. So, uh, building off that, I'm actually going to go with Marco Robbie. And Birds of Prey, uh, just because I, I feel like that film has a ton of great performances. I feel like it doesn't really miss in any of those categories. Um, yeah, I just feel like Margot Robbie really elevates this project, and it's it's so cool to see uh, her sort of be a different force than she was in Suicide Squad because that was a completely different character. Um, and this just feels more like in tune for what she's capable of as amazing actress um and I, I don't know i feel like it should be considered just because i don't think as many people could pu pull off the role of harley quinn in birds of prey but that's gonna be my pick uh, we will move to Lindsay. yeah um 
That was also going to be my pick, but you said you were going to pick it, so I changed my answer to the cow from First Cow. I yes. smooth. <laughs> <laughs> the only current contender for Best Supporting Actress, in my opinion. Uh, if only... Listen, Academy, if, you, if, you're, if any of you are listening to this right now, get Lindsay a ballot. <laughs> <laughs> write that cow down. <laughs> Um, but Todd, uh, what is going to be your pick? You know, my pick was actually Elizabeth Moss in The Invisible Man, but you you ruined it. Oh, so no, 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 no. I think that is fair. I'm saying that was more contentious. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. But I, I did actually, uh, I thought she was really great in that and she'll probably, and but it's it's just not a movie that would get nominated. But if I could, I'll I'll actually throw in then because I want to change it. I, I want to throw in uh, for a, a movie that will get no Oscar consideration at all, but a ridiculous role, Zoe Deutsch in a film called Buffaloed. Oh, uh, oh yes. Okay. That movie if, was so good. And she's just like fucking insane and great in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just a really cool performance in a movie uh, that I don't think will get like a ton of attention. So thought I'd plug it. Awesome. Uh, Anjalis, round us out. What's going to be your pick? Okay. Yeah. I was also going to go with Elizabeth Moss. But you also ruined it for me. So I'm going to go <laughs> with, I'm going to go with the dog from the call of the wild because mm-hmm. he's big hearted, brave. He's obviously wild, loyal, he may not have the best CGI, but you know what? <laughs> He's Harrison Ford's best mate, and that's what I want to see. So, yeah. Uh, nice, nice. Um, what an eclectic group of, of five <laughs> we've collected here. A sandwich, a dog, a cow. Sorry. I'm watching the one. Um, uh, but we'll, we'll move on to the next category uh, with the fourth award um and this famously is based off uh lindsey's resentment of one of our categories last year when we did this um which is going to be film that you would stand vin diesel up to um and he'd have to see by himself so famously last year we had uh what film would you see you know cute little vin diesel uh what what film would you take him on a date to lindsey said "Uh uh-uh no way not taking Vin on a date. Um, I'm just not. Of course, this category, Vin Diesel's already at the theater. He's bought his popcorn. And you stand him up, he's still going into that movie. Now, I took I took the advice of Lindsay how Vin does need to change. I feel like a film that could do that is Emma. Um, and I just feel like <laughs> Vin Diesel will not walk out the same meatball head, the leader of the Fast and Furious. He's going to walk out of Emma, and he's going to be like, hey, Fast 10? We need we need a serious uh, <laughs> love dynamic. I need to help. Uh, I don't even remember that actress, but we need to get her in, and I need to help her discover her love of cars. I just feel like he'll he'll walk out of that a new man. Uh, but Lindsay, uh, you're, you're the first that stood Vin Diesel mm-hmm. up, so what would be your pick? Um, I went with Trolls World Tour, and I don't really have an explanation other than I think that would be funny if he just sat alone in a theater watching Trolls World Tour. It would be even worse if he, because Trolls World Tour didn't come out in theaters, 
he was mm-hmm. like, hey, are you going to come over to my house? Oh, no. I'm like, much worse, much worse. He would have made, like, the meatball meal. Uh, he would have probably, uh, you know, race car bed at his house. Um, <laughs> Him just sitting but, uh, alone in the dark, eating a sandwich, watching Trolls World Tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great pick. Todd, what is going to be your pick for this? Well... Originally, just to be funny, I was going to do a documentary called Hashtag Cats the Meowvy, which came out <laughs> earlier this year. But I wanted to, I feel like Vin needs to learn and get more cultured. So I picked uh, the abortion drama always, or sometimes, never, always, never, sometimes, never, rarely, never, rarely, never. Uh, the story of a girl and her friend who have to travel to New York to get uh, an abortion uh, because uh, two reasons. I thought Vin needs to learn and open up. Uh, he's he's got a he he's got a reputation for being a bit of a kind of like uh, lethar, uh, you know, uh, not having the greatest you know what I mean takes on women. So I I, I think he needs to learn and, and do some of these things. And it also just seemed like I'm not a huge Vin Diesel fan, so it seemed like a movie that would make him feel awkward to watch alone in a theater. So uh, and also because the movie's uh, movie's awesome, so people should watch it. It's good. <laughs> Nice, great pick. Uh, Anhelis, what's going to be your pick? Um, Yeah, this wasn't premiered in theaters as well, but I think I would love to see Vin Diesel watching To All The Boys, P.S. I Still Love You. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. I do have a question, Anhelis. In this context, has Vin Diesel seen the first one? Yes, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know about his life. He just said, hey, want to watch a movie? And I said, yeah, this one. So, and at the end, I decided I didn't want to go. So, yeah, just like Emma, it's a love dynamic. And it's meaning about the endurance of true love that perseveres in spite of it all, you know. And I just imagine Vin Diesel eating vanilla ice cream because he seemed like vanilla ice cream kind of guy not chocolate but yeah uh and crying at lara jean's stupid decisions you know i just imagine that and it's perfect so yeah it's nice beautiful i <laughs> uh, and worst part worst part anneli's going for the dagger the movie <laughs> oh that got released on valentine's day oh shit oh, wow. released up on valentine's day. oh my god i was mean i didn't know it i love it okay. no it's okay you know, sometimes the deepest cuts to the biggest changes in a person. So I'm always great job. Uh, Theo, ra- round us out. What's going to be your pick? Um, I think that the best answer for this, what, in order to stand someone up, would obviously be the invisible man. Oh my god, you could just feel like I was there. Yes. You didn't and then you just <laughs> gaslighted him that you were there. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Vin Diesel? No. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, gaslight's Vin Diesel, not clickbait. <laughs> that would that would be my pick, and because I have already seen the movie, I could recount exactly what happens, so he wouldn't know, or it would just it wouldn't it wouldn't be tested that way. Oh my so god! Great choice. Um, yeah, this is this is one of those I'm probably gonna get people to vote on. Um, 
Uh, yeah. Uh, so the next one, Lindsay, you are up first. It is going to be I Wanted This to Come Out Already Award. Uh, so it's for any films. It's just for this year, hopefully. Who knows? Uh, but, um, films that got delayed, you can pick anything you want. So uh, A Quiet Place 2, No Time to Die, Wonder Woman 84, all that good stuff is on the table. Lindsay, what are you picking here? I picked In the Heights because I want to see Ooh, it great choice. so bad. It's John Chu's new movie, and it's a musical based on Lin-Manuel, like the one that Lin-Manuel Miranda created. And it sounds awesome. And it got delayed an entire year. Now we have to wait until next June to see it. I'm devastated. <laughs> um, and another weird thing is, is, I think this made it so you can't see Hamilton in theaters now. Because um, they're going to be releasing it on Disney+, Plus, which is cool for s some people. But um, I know a couple people had told me, like, oh, yeah, they're going to release it in the theaters eventually. I, I want to see that. Mm -hmm. um, just like the stage play. Uh, but yeah, great choice. I, I, there there are some of these that I actually forgot because I couldn't look up the new schedule because everything's been moved now. Or, sorry, yeah. the, the first schedule. Um, Todd, uh, what are you going with here? So I went with Black Widow. Not that I think it's necessarily going to be great or bad or anything, but because it looked, you know, I'm an MCU fan I'm interested to see like where they're going to go. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, and what this would mm -hmm. look like with a prequel. Yeah. And it seemed like a culture war was potentially going to form around this movie. Like people were, <laughs> were already picking sides and I really like movies that like people go nuts over. And so it feels like there was this buildup and we were just about to get it. And then they were like, never mind. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that, that's the movie that I wish had, uh, come out already nice good choice uh Annalise, what's gonna be your pick here okay so i have two i have one that's a miniseries called usumaki uh inspired oh. by junji ito's manga yeah i'm a big yes. fan yes. so i'm so excited you have no idea how hyped i am for that um still so upset that yeah that i mean like i i want it to be released as well as it can be but yeah that's a great pick but also this movie called Nine Days, uh, which I know nothing about, just like the two lines of plot that are on Letterboxd that says, a reclusive man conducts a series of interviews with human souls for a chance to be born. And it Ooh. just sounds so like interesting and peaceful, but philosophical. And I'm excited for that as well. Yeah, no, great choice. I'll, I'll be on the lookout for that one. Um, Theo... What is going to be your pick? Oh, man. So I don't know if this really counts because uh, I'm going to pick the New Mutants. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, yeah. it technically counts. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be released every single year that has existed. <laughs> uh, yes, the Dawn of just... Film, the New Mutants. <laughs> I just oh, need like to know i just need to know what i don't even care how good or bad the movie is i just need it to exist so i can finally lay to rest <laughs> and honestly the idea of an uh x-men horror movie sounds really good and it's not gonna be good because it's been delayed so much unfortunately but i just i just need to see like what they were gonna do you know I, I'm not gonna lie that that was one immediately that I that I thought of that I was like yeah just to put it out of its sweet misery like 
this film has been trying to come out for two years and they're oh, just like, ah, uh, we're not going to release it on, on Hulu or, or Disney plus. Nah. <laughs> um, but yeah, to round things out, uh, I actually was going to go with uh, Pixar's soul. Oh, oh yeah. I because that. yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I still would consider onward to be like a B side P- Pixar movie. It's a very good B side Pixar uh, project. This is, uh, I think, Pete Doctor, you know, back at back directing. And just every time he makes a movie, uh, he's just one of those guys that really approaches things differently and really thinks about the worlds he creates. And I, I just, you know, I, I haven't seen any of the trailers or anything, uh, but just on like the poster alone, it was giving like, and a couple of people said this as well, it was giving like inside out vibes. Um, mm-hmm. And I love that film. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, We'll move on. Unfortunately, we're going to get into a little bit of a downer here. Um, Todd, you are up first. Mm-hmm. Biggest letdown. Uh, what is going to be your okay. pick? Sure. I Two, really. But like mostly I want to focus on Irresistible, the uh, John Stewart-directed film that just came out. Uh, it hasn't been seen by a lot of people yet, but it's supposed to be a satire on like the election system. And uh, it's all about like the small town mayor competition and Steve Carell's in it and Rose Byrne, who I really like. And I just watched it and it, the satire just falls really flat. Uh, I used to kind of worship Jon Stewart when he, in his uh, daily show days. And it's just yeah. kind of like, uh, I really wanted it to work. I really wanted it to be good. And it just wasn't. So that, and then uh, just a small plug that Eurovision for me was a letdown. Or you're uh, really no, yeah, a little, a little bit of a letdown for me, but just the, that's a small one. Mostly, I want to focus on Irresistible being a major disappointment. So, yeah, I haven't watched that one yet because I love John Stewart, and I've heard it's not that good. So I was like, oh yeah. man, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's I was also that's like upsetting. super obsessed with him as a Daily Show. Yes. Oh. Uh, but Anhelis, what's going to be your pick? Um, for me, it's Veronica Francis' The Lodge. I mean, I don't Ooh, know because okay. it's from it says 2019, but it was it premiered. Came out this year. Yes. Um, like I had really big expectation expectations because I loved uh her movie Good Night, Mommy. It's amazing. I love it so much. So I had like big expectations for this. Um, you know, like a claustrophobic horror movie thriller, but it really disappointed me. It wasn't what I expected. So yeah, that's my letdown because I had a lot of expectations for it. That's fair. Great pick. I, I still actually haven't seen that one just because uh, uh, the first couple people that had seen it in the theater uh, that I really like trust their opinions on. Uh, it was kind of like a mixed bag. Um, and I was a little bit b- busy when it came out. But Theo, what is going to be your pick for Biggest Letdown? Okay, mine is, is uh, uh, I don't know if many people have seen it, but I've been really liking Kaligala's documentaries that he's made. Um, the two he's made is Black Mother and Field Edward. I'm not going to say the name, but uh, you can look it up. It's both really, really great documentaries. Kind of, um, I think... Yeah, it just puts Black Life on film in a way that's unconventional, I think really good. He recently released a uh, documentary called I Wow, 
I walk on water and it's like it's <laughs> some people love it for the reason I don't like it but you can kind of tell when a director starts to get an ego um, <laughs> because whereas his first two documentaries which are really great and they're relatively short um, he just focuses on a subject matter and doesn't really insert his voice in here uh, his newest documentary is over three hours long and like half of it is just him talking about his movies and his like it's it's really weird in the context of his film but still good i would recommend it uh i just don't have very many films that were letdowns because uh, i don't have many i was anticipating this part of the year and most of them i enjoyed but this would be my biggest letdown okay no that's that's a good pick uh that that was on movie right for a little bit i have been i know that his films go on movie from time to time so okay because i think i remember seeing that uh but i i'll move to mine um i don't think this is the worst move like it wasn't the biggest disappointment but in terms of like being let down um because scoob didn't get released <laughs> in theaters and it did end up coming to streaming i was like oh well like it'll just be a fun thing i can watch it with my family like we'll have a good time, and every—I kid you not—every single one of us said, "Yeah, that movie just was not good." Um, and I'm—I'm yeah. I'm one of those people that's like a big Scooby Doo fan, and I understand that the plot, yeah, it's dumb. So like, if you just do the by the numbers plot, I'm gonna be like, "Yep, this movie's great." Um, but unfortunately, like, it doesn't do any of that, and it's the fact that you get. Um, Will Forte, who doesn't sound anything like Shaggy, and then you try to right. inject a bunch of stuff that's kind of unnecessary. Um, so I'm gonna go with Scoob. Uh, not the worst movie of the year, uh, but just just kind of an eyesore for what that movie could have been, I guess. But Lindsay, what's your yeah. pick? Yeah, that's a good pick. That one was really I, disappointing. I agree. But, um, mine is to all the boys ps i still love you because i love i love to all the boys i love before it's one of my favorite rom-coms it's so cute and so unique and really fun and then this one was so bland and just like a shadow of the first one like it was just so so weird how not into it i was i was really disappointed by that one and i don't know if it's because they changed the director or if it's just that I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it it just really didn't work for me the way the first one did. Yeah, I agree. I, I really like the first one. And yeah, this one this one was like unnecessary for me, you know, cuz yeah, like not like everything that happened in it, I was just like, okay, like they like, they started the movie as they ended it, you know what I mean? Where I was like there's no reason for any of this. <laughs> it it did feel kind of like a nothing movie once you get to the end of it with with all it was trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um Lindsay, Lindsay, have you read the books? Chance, I have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. is, is the second book good? Well, there's three books, actually. Um, the first movie was the first book and a half, and then the second oh. movie was like the last half of book two and part of book three. But they cut out a lot of book three. Um, so well, there's gonna be one more, isn't there? Yeah, I, I still love oh, you. Oh, is there? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, yeah, it's it's weird how they're like adapting them because it's not book by book; they're like combining stuff from all three. Um, 
the book two was good. <laughs> book three, <laughs> book three kind of didn't really have much of a plot, so I guess I can see why they're doing that because book three is just like her baking and stressing about college. Like I was just like, okay, like this isn't a story. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know. It's yes. and it's cool. That they're Toils of adolescence. <laughs> we'll see how that goes as an adaptation. Um, yeah, look, look, we'll all agree on this. Uh, she made the wrong choice, bro. Yes. She made the wrong choice. She did. Very she clearly did. made the wrong choice. Okay, look, I've been quiet up until this point, but I'm not. Okay, I'm, no, no, I'm, I am not going to have you besmirch Noah Centineo while, oh I'm, while I'm around. That's, that's enough of that. <laughs> okay, maybe not him, but his character, Kavinsky. Like, Lara Jean deserved better. She deserved John Ambrose. Uh, John had me. John had me. John Ambrose McLaren. John, John Ambrose, unfortunately, um, is is the virgin Kyle. Um, and you know, Noah Centineo is just that buff chat. You cannot compete with <laughs> what he offers. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to a positive spin on this. Uh, the biggest surprise, so so maybe a film you had lower expectation, uh, lower expectations on, uh, that you were like, hey, this was pretty good. Uh, Angelis, what is going to be your pick for this? Okay, so I didn't have actually bad expectations or anything, uh, but Possessor, it's like when I watched it, I was screaming, you know, uh, at it because I was so surprised by it. I had heard of Cronenberg Jr.'s first movie, Antiviral, so I was intrigued, you know, like the Cronenberg legacy, and Possessor was amazing. It's an hypnotic and mind-bending and sci-fi, and the music is great, and the plot is just, like, I don't even know how to convey it. I just adored it. It was an amazing surprise for me. Nice. Great pick. Uh, Theo, what will be your biggest surprise so far? Uh, mine is in a similar vein where I just, I didn't, it's not that I expected it to be bad, but um, I was really ecstatic that Timing Young released a new movie, like an actual feature film um, days, just because he made oh. a lot of films uh, early in his career. And then sometime in the past 10 years, he kind of stopped making conventional films and just kind of made a lot of stuff that's like for galleries. And he just kind of, he just kind of departed from like cinema as like feature films. So when he returned this year with Days, I was just really surprised with that. And it was mostly just, I was very happy that he was going back to like making his old style that uh, I really, really love. So that one probably not on too many people's radars, but more of a surprise than I don't know. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, I guess I guess there's one surprise, but I'll save that for Hey because I think we have the same surprise. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm actually I kind of I'm not gonna lie I kind of like spreading the words out. And I have that one that you're talking about. I just okay. feel like it fits another category better. And the only <laughs> thing I will say, the only thing I will say, the film me and Theo are both talking about, the only thing I'll say 
is that Theo semi like got me on board to thinking it was good. Um, <laughs> if that makes, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. Honestly, these two compete back and forth. I will say my pick is actually going to be Birds of Prey. Um, this is mostly because as I was going into Birds of Prey, it doesn't have like the highest. Um, I think it had like a 60 uh, on Metascore. I think it did fine on Rotten Tomatoes. But like a couple of people were being like, oh, yeah, it's just not great. Uh, kind of like generic comic book movie. And I was like, oh, well, that's going to be a shame. Like as I was gearing up to get into the theater and then about like 15 minutes in, because at first I was like, oh, well, OK, maybe I see what people are talking about. But 15 minutes into the movie, I was like, man, this is just so different. It's just such a unique style of telling the story. Um, I just haven't seen this presented in this way before. Um, and yeah, there, there are some things, there are elements that have been used before, but they're combined to make a new flavor, like the sandwich you're talking about, Theo. Um, so yeah, I, I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed Birds of Prey. Um, Lindsay, it will be your pick. Oh man, okay. This isn't a good movie, but it surprised me because I thought it was going to be a very bad movie, and it turned out to be an okay movie. Um, the Lovebirds. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I'm, I, I'm in the minority because a lot of people were like, this was bad. And I'm like, it is. I really <clears throat> liked it. I don't know why. Um, it's so weird. It's like if Nancy Drew combined with like a rom-com and Eyes Wide Shut. Like it's a weird movie. And I really just like Camille Nanjiani and Issa Rae. I think they're really funny. And I just thought it was really weird and cute. And I was, I had very low expectations for it. So I was <laughs> like, okay, I mean, I'm having a good time. So that's my surprise, I guess, is because I was like, I, I like this. <laughs> With what you said, I agree wholeheartedly. I think Issa Rae and Kamel Nanjani just have a really good chemistry to them. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think the movie is bad, though. Like, I, if you t yeah. if you take them out and just like put me and a, some random other actress in it that did not have chemistry, I think people would be like, "Hey, this is one of the worst movies I've seen." And I'd no, be like, for no, sure. My <laughs> um, but yeah, it's no, so I think that's weird. a really good <laughs> Um, Todd, what will be your pick to round us out? So I had Birds of Prey for similar reasons, but I think I'll lateral and do uh, Shirley, uh, which I don't know if people have seen this film, but uh, it's about Shirley Jackson, uh, who wrote, among other things, like the short story, The Lottery, and just her kind of weird life, and this couple comes in and joins them, uh, for a short period of time and how it relates to her creative process. And I just watched it, honestly, because I try to watch everything from every year or, you know, when they're, they're coming out. And uh, it ended up being like one of my two favorite films of the year so far. I just think it's so interesting and dark and like fun. And I, I really liked it. So that's, yeah, that's my pick. Within her, in her moths, mm -hmm. Yeah. And her yes. Moths. Yes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the next category uh, that that I was alluding to. Um, Theo, you're going to start us out though. Um, film with the memeiest Oscar campaign. So uh, famously, this probably would have gone to uh, something like The Fanatic last year. 
um, you know, John Travolta leading his own campaign. Um, you know, you just get those those spicy memes out of that. Theo, what's going to be your pick? What's a film that you think is going to go for it big? Uh, the thing is, I just I don't really feel like I, I personally have seen much in this first half of the year that would really, like, they all know, or at least almost all of them know they're not going to, they're not an Oscar movie. about you like but, RDJ? Uh, for <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, w- I was thinking, um, I was thinking, what if we get Taylor Swift, her first Oscar? Yes. Yes. <laughs> because it is, it is technically possible that Miss Americana could be nominated for the best docs of this year. Would be memes from that, especially if Kanye is a random doc. Um, pick. <laughs> um, the one I'm going with here uh, is the one that I think is inevitable, uh, no matter what happens this year, especially in this year. Um, if things remain the same, I guess, and, and there are less big um, Oscar nominees with, with big acting performances, uh, I think Vin Diesel is going to go for it for Best Leading Actor in Bloodshot. Oh um, <laughs> and I, I love the idea. Um, I've already made clips for your consideration for the Academy. Tell you what, Vin Diesel, I'm telling you now, I will run your campaign and we will win that Oscar. Um, I'll make it happen. But I also think Guy Pierce possibly supporting, um, you know, best visual effects, best cinematography, best score. Um, yep. Kiss, unfortunately, probably isn't in this movie. Um, best screenplay. Yeah. Best screenplay, too. Yes. Good. Uh, well, adapted screenplay, of course. We can't mm. go for that. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I think Bloodshot really thinks they're thinking in their heads, they're like, well, not as many movies are releasing, so we got a chance, Vinny. Um, oh. Lindsay, <laughs> what was yeah. your pick? Oh, my pick for the memeiest Oscar campaign would probably be Sonic for um, like visual effects. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, I mean, it would it would get memed so hard. And I don't really have much other than it's Sonic, and it already got memed so hard. I know the 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 chili dog showing up at the award ceremony uh, would be iconic. Sponsored by Olive Garden. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget. Yeah, I I honestly think that's a that's a good one to to mention, Lindsay, because usually like the visual effects and and even to some extent like the sound editing categories and cinematography go to bigger movies. They're all going to get pushed. Yeah. Um, interesting. And um, I mean, they'll have that whole, like, well, we redid Sonic for you guys, so he's less scary. <laughs> I want the original cut. I would have bought the DVD. Or I would have bought... <laughs> I would have bought others if they were an original Sonic cut. I didn't think he was ugly. <laughs> um, Stop body shaming Sonics. But Todd, what is going to be your pick? <laughs> I am going with the animated film category, and I believe Trolls World Tour yes. Uh, yes. Should, should should go wholeheartedly for the best animated film category. It is 
one of the best films about tolerance I've seen for children in years. It's done, <laughs> it's just done very well. And when I watched it, I mean, who knows what was going on in my head at that time, but I, I, I thought it was beautiful. And uh, so I'm going with Trolls World Tour. I can see them taking all sorts of, you know, like Mimi sort of things for getting the nomination. I can also see them sending, be, you know, bedazzled troll dolls to people to vote for them and things like that. So that's my Are vote. Are you wanting, you're wanting an appearance from Tiny Diamond himself uh, for yeah. this campaign? Dude. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think that's what's going to happen. But am I alone? I thought Trolls World Tour was good. I liked it. It was uh, good. No, it had good. a questionable ending, in my opinion, uh, but uh, it was really good. Um, it was so surreal. But it is yeah, a Tiny very Diamond, surreal. Tiny Diamond <laughs> better be in the campaign more than he is in the movie because he was very underutilized. Honestly, short shafted this year. Um, Tiny Diamond deserves the world. We're waiting for the Tiny Diamond <laughs> off. Um, yeah, no, good pick. I, I think they, there's definitely going to be some. Good memes from that. Um, Anhelis, what's going to be your pick here? I kind of agree with you, Hey, but not for best actor, but for best picture, Bloodshot. Yes! Oh yes! <laughs> it's a fever dream. You know, it's just such a fever dream. Like a fever nightmare. But yeah, I think it's a good meme. Nice. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, Again, I, I've already I've already got the shots taken up. I can I can cut a trailer together for Bloodshot. Yeah, picture. do it. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, great pick. Uh, I'm glad to to know that Anhelis is is with the Bloodshot gang. Um, <laughs> but we'll we'll move on to the next category. I'm with another downer uh, in worst film, uh, and thankfully, um, so I don't know if we'll agree on bet. We might agree on best film because there's not too many. Uh, like stand-up pictures. Um, I'm not going to lie. What is interesting for this year, uh, in just the span of six months, uh, every streaming – maybe it's just because we're cooped in now uh, and we don't have theaters. Uh, so, we like, most of us are watching anything that, that is new on Netflix. Um, and there's just a, there's a lot of contenders that are very bad this year. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll go first. Um, I'm going to go with Artemis Fowl. Um, I don't okay. think that here, here's the only thing I will discredit as compared to some of the other picks I'm sure will be mentioned. Uh, Artemis Fowl is not offensive any stretch. Um, and I do think that that did go into like part of my consideration. I was like, man, there's other movies, uh, that really like bugged me with how they were made. Uh, but Artemis Fowl is just really boring and forgetful. Like at least with Percy Jackson, um, had Logan Lerman. Um, so that was like something to, cause that was a misfire. Um, but I just don't get Disney wasted all this money. And I feel like they, they have one of these every year. That's just like a 20, $200 million budget movie. that just doesn't work at all. Um, and I don't know, it's a weird movie. Uh, and I think it's very forgettable too. It really only has like one memorable funny scene. As I feel like a lot of these other bad movies that William mentioned don't have much more moments to make fun of. Uh, but Lindsay, what's going to be your pick for the worst film so far? 
Oh, yeah. Okay, so like you mentioned, this one isn't like offensive, but I just haven't seen the offensive ones because they're streaming. So I can just be like, no, I'm not going to turn that on. Um, <laughs> so I, I went with the turning because, oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. horrible. This movie. <laughs> Oh my god, when it ended, like, look, like right before it ended, I was like, what if the credits rolled right now? And then they did. I was like, <laughs> no way! There's no ending to this movie at all. They just, like, ended the movie. They were just like, ah, I guess we'll just stop it here. It's such a mess. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, I- it's, <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious, though. Honestly, check it out, because <laughs> what happened... <laughs> you're not saying to turn the other way no i mean i think you should all watch it because it's honestly impressive that they're like and movie over <laughs> with no, no resolution whatsoever <laughs> i was just like are you are you serious <laughs> good pick good pick uh todd what is going to be your pick for worst film can i do a quick just by name honorable mention Th- yeah, go that for is it. 365 days. But my pick, okay, nice, nice. Uh, I, I I just want to make sure that's mentioned because it was horrible. But my pick is Brahms the Boy Two. I want to be clear. <laughs> I know that there are like funny memes about this, but I'm old and don't care about that. I went and saw this in a theater. <laughs> I saw. I sat down in a damn theater and watched this movie. And it is aggressively, violently boring. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is slap you in the face, boring and dumb and not scary. And I don't even care if it's scary as long as it's got something and it had nothing. I hated this film. So yes, Brahms, I, Brahms the Boy it, 2 is my vote. <laughs> We have, a, we have a really contentious trio so far, uh, or trio, not trio. Uh, on Elise, uh, what's going to be your pick to add to this this group? So I also have to. I haven't watched many bad movies. I think because I just like avoid them. If I just see a lot of people talking like negative about a movie, I just avoid it. Uh, so one of them is the wrong Missy. Because it's just dumb. I'm glad that got brought up. <laughs> the thing is, I, I actually like sometimes those kind of movies. They're just like dumb. Uh, David Spade uh, slash Adam Sandler movies. Like uh, Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2, Jack and Jill. You know, I enjoy them. It's like a guilty pleasure. But the wrong is it, like, none of the jokes landed. It was just so boring and... But it wasn't boring. It was just like cringe for me all the time. And then I have the worst movie that's also the best movie. Like, no, it's not the best movie, but you'll see. Uh, it's Fantasy Island. Because oh, it's yes. the best, worst movie oh, I've seen. <laughs> yes. It's bad, but it's also great. You know, yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. so confused. I've seen yeah. it twice. I've seen it twice now. Oh it, it doesn't get less confusing. Oh my <laughs> god! Plot twist. Oh yeah, I know, right? Oh my god! Yeah. Um, great picks. Uh, the wrong Missy is one of those that that I'd throw up. Um, well, no, I just throw up while watching it. Uh, but yeah. I would throw up there with um, uh, like offensive films with like one of the. Yeah. Ch- and it ends up like being a, a bait and switch. 
sort of. Like, they still did, like, a plot point that I was like, I seriously can't believe this is in an Adam Sandler movie. Um, I know, right? Uh, it feels like yeah. one of those. <laughs> um, but, but Theo, what's going to be your pick here? My, my favorite would definitely be The Hunt. Uh, I get, mm-hmm. I definitely get if people are like, well, you know, like, I, it's, it's not the worst movie I've seen because in a lot of ways, The Turning is worse. Uh, Brahms The War 2 is worse. And, like, I think, yeah, I had, mo- it was more watchable for me to watch The Hunt. But I just, every, I just, I wanted to barf watching that. Just <laughs> completely, to me, like, like, especially, uh, I, I can't even say it because I don't want to spoil it, but I kind of want to spoil it because no one should watch this. But there's <laughs> a line where they go, like, something like, what you're wearing a kimono isn't that appropriation and it's just like i was just like please how who what where when why how i just i don't know weirdest part about that one is just like the process behind it of it being delayed because they're like oh yeah it's just so offensive man like you they they sort of with that and it's like this is not it's just bad jokes like it's yeah oh yeah like the campaign it got it was like uh the most talk the most controversial movie of this year and it was like oh it's the laziest thing i've ever seen and yeah agreed it's my personal least my worst movie but um, this this is a great group of five (laughs) agreed yeah, um, we'll move on to a good category. Lindsay, you're actually going to start us out first here uh, with the best film of the first half. Okay, uh, what, what cool. would you go Best film of, I mean, honestly, I'm struggling to see this change even in the second half, but it's going to be Birds of Prey for me. It's one of it's one of my favorite films ever now. I've seen it five times. I love this movie so much. Um, it's I mean, I think it's easily the best one that's come out so far for me. Like, there's not one that's even come close to this one. Um, It's just so fun and different and just, like, I just have a great time watching it every time. And all the performances are great. The soundtrack I'm obsessed with. I just, I love, I love this movie so much. So, yeah, that's the best film of the year for me so far. Todd, what's going to be your pick for the best film so far? I was really close between two films, and I decided to go with Shirley, which is uh, the film I talked about earlier with, like, Biggest Surprise, story of Shirley Jackson, uh, or part of her life, uh, small part, kind of fictionalized. It's just great. I loved it. It was tense. It was interesting. It was weird. It was uh, super sexual and... and, uh, uh, ways that were like entertaining. I enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. Surely, surely that's your pick. <laughs> I already made that joke on the review. I don't know why I'm recycling that. I love um, it. Holy, <laughs> so it's going to be your pick. Hands down, birds of prey. Yeah, amazing. It's yeah. I think it also has become one of my favorite movies. Like really quickly, the soundtrack is great. Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in it, so that's a win. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so like people say it's like generic, and 
I don't know. I, I I don't feel that. I feel it's it's great and it does a thing that it might be done before, but it feels fresh for a reason. And yeah, I love it. Best movie of the year. Uh, so this might have tipped the scales, uh, unless you and and myself can come to a consensus, uh, possibly. Um, Theo, what what's gonna be your pick for best film so far? Well, uh, if I'm gonna be honest, I'd have to go with Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. Um, so unfortunately, Bloodshot is not tying up the queue, but oh dang. Um, yeah, I would say that one. That one for me, I think Possessor comes close conceptually, and my love for that film, like I really love so many of the ideas, but I would say Never Really, Sometimes Always. I think for me is very far and away my favorite of this year, um, and yeah, I just. I, I I wouldn't even say I was surprised by it because I, I I when it came out it got really great reviews and I was interested in it, but um, I just think it's really cool that it's more of a low key release. It's it's not like a Hollywood big budget release or something that was super anticipated. But yeah, for me, I would say it's my favorite. Yeah, it's that's a really good one. Nice. I need to see that. Uh, here's really here's the thing. thing. If Theo had a, I'm sorry, Bloodshot was in my top ten. So okay, no, 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 no. But here's the thing: I, I, my pick actually isn't Bloodshot. I would have changed. I picked Bloodshot <laughs> to defend Vin Diesel's honor. Uh, but there is one film that I would consider better than Bloodshot. Uh, unfortunately, for Vin, again, on the Oscar campaign for this film, if there's any film. All that film stands the most. It's Bloodshot. We have like three videos on it. Uh, look forward to a commentary track. Hopefully, who knows? Um, <laughs> but I think the best film so so far, surprisingly, is one that Lindsay had brought up before. Uh, in the half of it, um, and just I I had a ton of fun with this movie. I think I think part of the charm, uh, Lindsay. What, what's the director's name again? Alice. Wood. Uh, I, I haven't seen Alice Wu's other film. And I feel like maybe, like, because everybody else that I've talked to, they've been like, oh, yeah, her other film's better. Um, I feel like getting that style for the first time was like, oh, my God, like, this is so cool. Uh, this is just, I don't know. It, it's so interesting because it is just kind of a typical rom-com, but then she just takes it in this different world. And I know it's not something that is usually brought up with, with comedy rom-com type things. She really kind of does some like world building and interesting storytelling um, mm -hmm. that I just found like super, super inspiring, super fun um, and kind of unlike anything else. But, you know, I, I am not mad at, at Birds of Prey winning because that's also in my top five. Uh, so congrats, Birds of Prey. Yay! Have one consensus best film of the year. Uh, so if you've seen any of these, sorry fans, you cannot vote on best film of the year because Lindsay and Annalise already decided it. Um, <laughs> but you can. We're great. Wow. Not unfortunately. Well, actually, sorry. I guess we need to distinct between Bloodshot Best Picture and Bloodshot Vin Diesel. Um, yeah, the rest of these you'll probably be able to vote on. Uh, so be on the lookout for that uh, on our Twitter account, all that film. 
And we'll, we'll post all that stuff. And of course, thank you, Todd, Anhelis, Theo, and Lindsay. This was pretty great discussion. And, and a lot of a lot of good films brought up here. Honestly, I thought we were going to run out of uh, films to talk about. But that'll do it for this episode. Uh, so thanks. Yeah. Thank you.